You're listening to Bold Leadership, episode 33. Communicate effectively. Bold Leadership, the science of winning with your host, Dave Evans. Hey everybody, Dave Evans here. Welcome to the Bold Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Bold Leadership Podcast is produced every other Tuesday for your enjoyment Show notes are found at www.theevansgp.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow me on Twitter at The Bold Leader and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. So I got a question for you. Do you think you know how to communicate? Do you think you understand what it means to truly communicate, remove filters, and just be more than connected on social media and think that you're cutting the mustard? I bet you don't. I bet we'll learn some things today that will help you improve your communication with your team and make you a better leader. You see, we communicate so many different ways today than we did 40 years ago. I mean, 40 years ago, everything was face-to-face via letter or over the telephone. Now, anymore, we communicate with so many other different devices that it gets confusing, and honestly, it gets overwhelming. You see, today we're connected, but we're not necessarily communicating. We use email, we use text messages, we use social media to open lines of communication with people, but are we really communicating? Do we really know how they feel, what they think, where they're going, and what they're doing? Do we really know people? I mean, does everybody take a vacation in Aruba and their life's perfect all the time? I think not. I honestly believe that sometimes we put stuff on social media to make us feel better about ourselves. And in many times, we use it as a platform to raise issues that don't even need to be raised. So let's talk about a few of these things. So email and text messaging, great way to pass information, great way to maybe solve problems. I wouldn't even go as it's a good place to solve problems. I would say it's a better place. It's a better place to pass information. Use it to pass information. Twitter, our president is killing it, man. President Trump is the Twitter beast. The reality of Twitter is it's a place to pass marketing information. Quick updates. Is it some place you should be driving national policy from? Probably not. It is probably not the best place, but it is a great place for marketing. It is a great place to for quick messages. It is a great place to share stuff going on with you right now. But again, it's connected, but not communicating. LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Look, I've seen more relationships destroyed by Facebook than any other social platform out there. I mean, you state your opinion on Facebook and prepare to get shot at. Return fire, baby, because people are going to be all over you. We as leaders need to stay off social media as a primary form of communication. Share your kids' pictures, share an idea, share some information, but don't use it as a place to express your opinions or your views on certain political situations. I know I've gotten in trouble by my wife more than once, for poking in a conversation with a family member when I disagree with their thoughts on social media. And she has put me on a Facebook hiatus, so I will keep my opinions to myself. Probably the best thing she's ever done for me. Now, one of the stories I want to share with you is that a lot of times when we're connected, we tend to over-control because we have too much information in front of us, and we step out of our role as a strategic advisor and leader and step into the role as a tactician. You see, it's not the general officer or the senator's job to fly the airplane. It's the young captain, the young lieutenant, and the young airman's job to execute the mission. You tell us what to do, we go do it. 
You don't tell us how to do it. Just tell us what the goal is and we'll get there. Now, in 2002, I was flying somewhere over Afghanistan and we had a high-value asset tracked on our radar. And we were following this high-value asset and it's somebody that we spent many, many years trying to um, take out of the fight. The conversation went something like this because the air war at that time and still is today is controlled by the Combined Air Operations Center. And sometimes those questions and information have to be passed to a higher level. So you want to go execute a mission, you want to do this. They're trying to make sure we don't make bad decisions. So there are certain scenarios where you have to get permission from Washington, D.C. to execute your mission. I know it's crazy. So this conversation went something like this. We have the target, need authority to engage. Stand by. E3 has a target. Do they have permission to engage? No. This process right here that you saw on the screen just now took about an hour and a half. We tracked this target for over an hour and a half before we got told no by senior leadership in the White House. They don't owe us a why or what for, but we wasted an hour and a half overhead because it took us that long to get from engagement of the target or acquisition of the target to authority to engage. That is connected and over-trolling. That is not their job. If you're a senior leader in a company and you are trying to make money and execute a mission, you can't hold your people up for an hour and a half, two hours for decisions. You need to give them the authority to do their job. You give them the boundaries, you set the flow, and then give them the authority to engage. Because the biggest challenge you run into with this is filters. And these filters will slow down and kill your organization. Because if you're executing tactical decisions from the CEO's office, your decisions and your execution will get lost between you and the time it gets to your tactical executors of the mission, your sales, your IT, your operations, your administration. You have to be focused on strategically leading the company. Let your mid-level managers make operation decisions and focus the daily ins and outs of the job to the technicians, the people actually doing the work. Trust me, they're really, really good at what they do. And I can tell you, these filters bit me in the backside when I was a commander many, many years ago. It went something like this. One day, I decided to get up from my desk, as I did many days, and walked around the squadron. I walked upstairs into a room with about 40 young people excited to learn about how to fly their new airplane. As I walked into the room, you could see the look on their face of, of amazement, astonishment, and, and fear, frankly, because they, you know, they don't like having the boss in their space. But we walked in, and I started having a conversation with them. And I said, hey, how are things going? Nothing heard. Got any issues? Nothing heard. So we small talk for about 10 or 15 more minutes, and I finally asked again, hey, are there any problems that I can help you with? One of the bold young people in the room raised their hand and goes, sir, I haven't had hot water for two months in my shower. I was shocked. I was amazed. I, I was upset. Um... I was concerned, and I told them we'll get it fixed. And I went downstairs, and I talked to the senior leadership team in the unit, and I go, look, what's going on? Dorm X doesn't have hot water. How are we going to fix this? Made a phone call, got the guys over there. Hot water was fixed the next day. This was a simple problem that was easy to fix, but my operational level managers were afraid to come to me with the problem because they were trying to solve it. They weren't getting a response from the other folks in the organization and on the base to help them fix a problem. Sometimes, sometimes things have to be elevated to get solved. Most of the time, most of the time they don't have her. But the interesting thing was the middle-level managers, 
felt that filter of coming in and talking to me. And this was early in my command tour, so I learned really quick that I needed to remove filters, be more visible, and see what's going on in the unit. I can tell you, after that incident and after we removed some filters and enabled our team to better communicate and basically gave them permission to do the things they needed to do to get their job done, we had a lot fewer problems and we were a lot more effective as an organization. You need to understand the most effective ways to communicate and the least effective ways to communicate. Now, you probably already know this, but I'm going to share this with you. The least effective way to communicate is email, text, and social media. As a matter of fact, it is an absolute drain on your time of getting anything accomplished. If the first thing you do when you walk into work is get on email and start responding, you are crazy. And you're crazy for this reason. You are wasting the most productive time of your day of something that does not matter. As a matter of fact, you can train the people you work with what times you'll answer emails and what times you want, and they will not be waiting for you to respond. I hate it. I hate nothing more than getting an email at three in the morning for somebody, somebody I'm working with. A, why are you up and not getting any sleep? And B, could it not have waited until the morning? The next most effective way to communicate is video teleconference. Why? Because you can see the other person you're talking to. You can see their nonverbals. And nonverbals are hugely important when you're trying to work through a challenge or solve a problem for your organization. And the most effective way to communicate, and my favorite of all time, is face-to-face. There's nothing like sitting down with lunch from somebody and having a conversation. There's nothing like sitting in a meeting and having a discussion across a table. The things you will learn about the individual, the things you will understand about their challenges, the things that you will see that they're not saying, but they mean, come to light in those settings. So I always strive for face-to-face meetings, followed by video teleconference, and then finally, email, text, and social media. You know, social media can get you in trouble, so be very, very careful because it will bite you in the backside. Look, communication's important. Don't use social media to voice your opinion. It's a bad place to do it. You're going to get shot at. Don't use email to make decisions. Use it only to send facts and information. Leverage face-to-face communication and telephone communication to make big decisions and bring the team together. I am Dave Evans, and this has been Bold Leadership. Follow Bold Leadership on Twitter at The Bold Leader and Facebook.com slash The Evans GP. To subscribe to Bold Leadership, visit TheEvansGP.com slash podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of Bold Leadership, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes. And remember, be bold.